Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life You were only waiting For this moment to arise You were only waiting For this moment to arise You were only waiting For this moment to arise I dropped the call by mistake. I was trying to get Patrick in on the call and that went horribly wrong again. I really like that right as Alan said, Misty, I cut you off. You actually physically cut me I off. I actually. <laughs> clearly, some sort of psychic tether. You're ganging up on me. Yeah. Patrick, are you here? Alan, are you here? I'm back. You you guys missed it. What? There was a two second thing where it was just me and John. After he disconnected all of us and he called back, I was the only one that was able to reconnect. And John yeah. said, Am I here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you? <laughs> Sometimes awesome. you're not so sure. Am yeah. Your reality gets a little warped. Am I here? Who knows? How am I not myself? It's an open <laughs> yeah, question. Such a good question. So Patrick, you're back. I feel like you—you you had to. Were you uh, cut off a long time ago, or your the call kept breaking up for you? Yeah, it was breaking up and then it just dropped. When you were talking about that thing you were talking about. The things we were saying <laughs> yes. before that one okay. time. Before. That gives a lot of insight. Oh, so, something about Star Trek. Oh. You know what was stupid about fucking Star Trek? Was it that <laughs> they got Cold Fusion all fucking wrong? Because they're a bunch of idiots and no one knows enough about Cold Fusion to critique it. So they're like, oh, their science fiction is so good. And they don't, they don't even know what cold fusion is. It was embarrassing. So I have that. You tell them. So my nerd rage is at an all-time high. Basically, they use cold fusion to freeze a volcano. I'm like, oh, that's not really how it works. It produces heat. You would just make the volcano <laughs> hotter. You I just... want to go see every movie ever made with you now. Just sit next to you. <laughs> like, ask your but it has the word science. cold in it, John. I know, so it must be, right? It's the opposite of a volcano. It'll totally work. <laughs> I just saw my brother this week. Ice cancels out fire. Yeah, I just saw my brother this week. He was complaining at the same thing. He's like, what's with this frozen hot chocolate? It's is not. That really? That exists? <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, it's it's a... both at the same time. What do you not get? It's awesome. <laughs> just accept it. Just let it happen. Like, why can't they just, just put like frozen chocolate? Optimus Prime. And... What'd you say? It's like being inside Optimus Prime and him being inside you at the same time. <laughs> exactly. You just let it be. If you think about it, it throws off the equilibrium. It's so good. Open you up your heart. Be. Let the frozen hot chocolate in. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. 
I feel like that's the only chance consumer culture has now is to go into a wave particle paradigm where everything they're like, how do we reinvent this piece of shit commodity? Oh, let's make it this and that. It's peanut butter and jam in the same jar. <laughs> hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Don't say it's a piece of shit. I like hot chocolate. <laughs> I am not I you know yeah. if I if that means I like peanut butter so- and jelly. If that means we're consumer whores, you know, just because we like hot chocolate and peanut butter and stuff like that, come on. I'm being pretty harsh. You're being pretty harsh. You're being so harsh right now. What, what, what are we allowed to eat, John? <laughs> we, we have to eat twigs and... Oh, here's some bark to chew on. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll really show the, the man. the tree and not the tree. <laughs> yeah. I know we're all whores. Yeah. It's fine. I'm, I'm willing to accept that reality. I'm the prettiest one. Yeah, yeah, you're the best. <laughs> sure, out of the four of us. You know, so be it. That's fine. So I'll stop. I take it back. Stuff. Alan is very pretty. I take it back. Alan Patrick's. I shouldn't. Back. I should. I shouldn't have just stole that crown for myself. Well, Alan is the swarthiest. <laughs> Misty is the best looking. Patrick. Oh, he's probably pretty pretty. Smartest. <laughs> and I'm. I'm probably just the most enlightened. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you can be our guru. John. You're the most Superman. Yeah, I'm just like the guru. It's whatever. You're the whore guru. <laughs> yes. Is that what that sounds like a, a fucking whore. awesome job. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a pimp? Like... Wouldn't oh, I have to girl. learn how to keep people in line? I don't know how to That's keep Patrick. anyone in line. Oh, Patrick would be my enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> How would, how would Patrick enforce my will? Would he like brandish a, a gun? Would he have a knife? What would he be his like weapon? Of, He'd a magic have a feather gun? in his cap, obviously. Well, yeah, but how does he threaten people? Like, yeah, I was thinking MK mind control. <laughs> Subtle. I like Misty's plan better. I, I want. Thank you, plan. Alan. See, this is why Alan's Threaten the someone with a feather. <laughs> Because that, that actually can make him kind of scary. If someone's threatening you with a feather, like, it's either going to be completely laughable or they're that scary that you're like, I don't even want him to. <laughs> Show me what he's really capable of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with that feather, motherfucker? That would totally psych me out. <clears throat> don't Misty, make how- me bust out my feather. <laughs> don't make me take it down from my hat. Misty, how many women in the burlesque community use gigantic, like, feather? Lots. Okay, that's that's still a thing, right? (laughs) It is, yes. Feathers are still things. Oh, I have a bird story. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, so the last full moon was trippy as fuck. (laughs) So I had this really awesome dream, and then I was sitting at breakfast, and uh it's weird when you guys all meet at the same time there's like no i feel like i'm talking to myself you're not (laughs) so i'm sitting eating breakfast and i hear this like scratching on the inside of my chimney and like usually i always hear seagulls land top of the chimney and it kind of like clangs and it goes down but this was like i tell it like right on the other side of the bricks and so I go over because usually the vent is left open, but I must have like closed it last time I went away for a prolonged period of time. And uh, so I go over and I'm like, 
looking up the chimney and I don't see anything. And then I'm like tapping on it and the bird is like tapping back. Well, I didn't know it was a bird at the time, but it was like tapping back and getting all like frustrated and scared. And I'm like, chill out, bird. I got your back. Don't worry. So I like, I was home alone, by the way. <laughs> this is like a terrifying experience to have a bird in my chimney. And so I like opened the vent and it fell down into the fucking fireplace and like <laughs> we sat there for a moment we chilled out together we had a little dialogue and then I open I like I basically explained to the bird that I wanted to just like fly out <laughs> without fucking up any of my shit I was like look bird we're both freaked out <laughs> like I sat here and like done a little like meditation with you for 10 minutes I feel like we're on the same wavelength <laughs> we have a serious conversation right now so I'm going to open my porch door really, really wide. All the other doors in this place are closed. There's nowhere for you to go. Don't fly around, knock over my shit, and poo on everything. <laughs> Just fly right out the door. We'll both be happy. Cool. And the bird was like, it, well, it didn't really say anything, but it just kind of like moved its head and like twinkled its eye. And I'm like, all right. So then I opened the fucking iron curtain and the goddamn bird sat there for like a second and was like, I got it, and it just, like, flew right out the door, <laughs> and I was like, this was such an awesome moment for me and the bird, <laughs> I accurately communicated my wants and needs to this animal, and it did what I wanted, <laughs> it was awesome, that's super impressive, because that never, I know, and it was like a blackbird, because either it was a bird that wasn't black and covered in soot, or it was a blackbird. <laughs> either way, I was happy. I liked it. it was I wanna, cool. I want to ask two clarifying And then I finished questions. eating my breakfast, and I was all, like, nervous, because that, like, you know, it was a highly exciting moment for me. Uh, and as I'm sitting there finishing my breakfast, like, three other blackbirds come and, like, sit in the tree, like, right outside, and just watch me finish eating my breakfast. I was like, all right, we're officially cool. <laughs> like, you don't know me anything. I don't know you anything. <laughs> Let's be friends. So you said you. I've said had bad words with seagulls before, so I feel like this like this healed those wounds between me and my avian avian friends. You use the expression "iron curtain." Yeah. Oh well, because it looks like a little iron curtain. You wow. know the little the fireplace curtains. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I do understand. Yeah, you like, like the bird was tapping. I was tapping back. I was thinking back to John's Morse code thing, and right. then you're like, and then I. So you're sending each other tap signals across the iron curtain. Yes, that's totally tap what happened. Mm. It was like a fishnetty, you know, the fishnetty iron curtains. They're just a screen, so the motherfucking embers don't jump out and burn you. <laughs> Fire is this like elemental transformative force, and you bumped That's into birds fire. where? Right. What's... <laughs> Were you chased by birds in Europe? I was not chased was by a bird. I was stuck by a seagull. <laughs> There's a big okay. difference. True. Being chased I was would be on the more beach, of a and I was eating popcorn, experience. and there was a seagull, and, like, his buddy, and they totally wanted my popcorn, and I was like, no, I'm not giving you any. It's, like, my only snack. I'm clearly going to be stuck in this beach for, like, five or six hours. I'm not sharing. And plus, they just looked really greedy. 
<laughs> like that would Seagulls like, like I knew Sometimes that wouldn't be the end of it. Up. I was like, fuck this shit. So I finished eating and then tucked my bag away, like my bag of popcorn away in my other bag. And I fell asleep. And then the fucking seagull <laughs> I woke up to like this sharp pain in my foot. And the fucking seagull had bit my toe and tried to eat me. And like had so much <laughs> It had iron balls because it didn't even budge. Like I sat straight up and looked right at it, and it just like it didn't even step back at all. It was just looking at me like that's right, bitch. Just knew. You didn't give me any of your popcorn. I bit your toe. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do about it now? So we had a staring contest, and I don't know. It was it was bad. It got messy. <laughs> so you. So you, you have, have a bad relationship with the white birds, but you had a cool relationship with the black birds. I see how it is. <laughs> well, it was a seagull, so it was white and gray. Oh, okay, like Gandalf. Exactly. <laughs> but birds aren't nearly as smart as Gandalf. Or maybe they are, I don't know. Actually, aren't oh, you know what? That's actually man. really fucking funny. What's that show... What's the movie where the seagull has like the constant lack of memory? Uh, like, uh, a Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Is is it? <laughs> I failed Disney One Hundred One. <laughs> yes, in the, in the Little Mermaid, the seagull. Um, and then you said like Gandalf, and the last time I watched Lord of the Rings, I was totally on to Gandalf. Steve, <laughs> like he just loses time or makes time. That's all being a wizard is. <laughs> Doesn't a wizard always arrive on time or something? Isn't that part of it? He arrives when like, he's supposed to. Like, like literally on time, like numbers floating, like he arrives on a cloud of numbers floating. Oh. Oh, he rides time. He's a time rider. He's riding the time. Well, I've ridden my time to the end here, folks. I, uh, I... <laughs> I hope you all uh, continue on without me and enjoy your evening. I've got a got to go. This has been been a real. Okay, it's been yeah. really cool to kind of chat and play with you guys, though. <laughs> Super fun to talk to you again, Alan. Patrick, I'm I know you're there somewhere. Please do, yeah. Patrick, I know you're there somewhere hiding in the corner, but yeah, stop hiding in the corner. <laughs> Good night, guys. Talk to you soon. Good night. Good night, Alan. Yeah. All right, yeah. Hey. So we can keep going for a little while while longer if you would like to. It's almost 2 o'clock here, so I'm getting a little tired, but I can manage a bit longer. But it's up to you, too. I could come or I could go. (laughs) I do appreciate your nonchalance. (laughs) Patrick, are you as cavalier? I'm really excited to stay and talk to you longer. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Misty and I are on the West Coast. We got it made. It's only like it's 11 only 10 over 51. here. It's 10... Is it 11 where you are already? <laughs> it's only 1052 <laughs> where I am. Yeah. it's. it's a, there's a seven minute difference. Same for both, right? <laughs> nice. Okay, is does Portland okay, does Portland or Portlandia is she from any 
hierarchy of gods. I couldn't find her origin. It just seemed kind of the random statue. they pulled her out of thin air. <laughs> You're talking about the yeah. TV show for a second. <laughs> no, sorry. But the statue... <laughs> Did they did they craft this show, Fred Armisen, out of clay? And <laughs> that's that's why I was making this comic genius. <laughs> but I, I know it, neither of you would necessarily know. But I just found that interesting that she just seemed to appear, and she seems like a Venus character or something. But I couldn't be sure or what her origin story was, if there even is one. It might just be some invention of some Mason. I have no idea. That sounds like a Google question. Yeah, I'm not but... sure. <laughs> it is, but I, it's not unfounded that I ask it, considering you live there and you've been I there. Was born there, and I've never. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll look into it. You guys can talk Transformers <laughs> or something. <laughs> Patrick, did you watch those? Have you seen Transformers Prime? Uh, not before, but I watched the I watched the one with. Bumblebee. Um, Did you watch all his... of the episodes I sent to you? No, just the first one. I'm highly disappointed. <laughs> you need to watch all of them. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> Seriously. It's amazing. Well, what was most relevant for you? What did you pull from it that I struck the chord? I just liked how awesome it was. <laughs> At the end of the, like, the story writing is way better. There's way more, like, beelines and consistency. And, like, yeah, I don't know. It's good. And the, at the end, there's this whole thing with, like, the Omega Lock and, like, the Omega Keys and all these relics get unearthed. And it just gets really, really good. It gets really good really fast. And then it ends. What kind of relics? Are they, like, magicians' weapons? There's a or? hammer and um, Optimus's sword, Justice. And, yeah. And then they find, like, three or four keys. Or they find, like, three relic keys that look like boomerangs. And, <laughs> and then find out that there's supposed to be some, like, Omega lock that, like, the keys all unlock and... I think it ends up being like the permanent space bridge to Cybertron or something. And Megatron, they kill Megatron, but of course he's probably not dead for good. He can Bumblebee killed Megatron. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Humble, humble Bumblebee. He totally does. He pulls it off. But they, okay. Is that one CG or is it animated? I think it's CG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is CG. So it's a little weird to watch and like get into in that sense, but but the storytelling is really, really good. Like I feel like it's just stronger. It's insanely Gnostic. It's incredibly Gnostic. I do wonder okay, so the guy that did the voice, isn't he like <laughs> inner city or something crazy like that? <laughs> Thank you so much for reminding me of that. Yeah, Optimus Prime's voice lives here in Vancouver or somewhere. Which I didn't know yeah. until after I posted that photo of me and Optimus together. <clears throat> and then someone, someone uh, like one of my friends was like, I worked in the studio with the guy who's the voice of Optimus Prime. Did you know he lives here? <laughs> I was like, um, no. <laughs> but that's the raddest thing ever. I know, I could go stalk that guy. I I would make him my best friend and just like... I don't know, make him say things all the time. (laughs) 
Like, I would just write my responses to people and stand behind him. No, he can stand behind me. It'd be a totally, like, Millie Vanilli situation. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be you out need front. need to get that done. And just, like, I'll write the words so he'll say them, and then I will mock say them over his voice to people. <laughs> You're really asking a lot for a first meeting. Maybe just like get the photo from him, make him your friend. I'm a very, I'm very demanding. Then on like the second date, it's like, hey dude, hover over me I and didn't say read the over, script. And, uh, just hang on. It would be really fucking rad if he could hover uh, behind, over okay, me, and I would totally still. make him do it if I found out that he could. It would. <laughs> I feel <laughs> confident you could at least meet this Okay, person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it like an actual <laughs> intention. I have to. I have to. Like, I have to actually study what he looks like. Hey, whatever. Not just... just the sound of his voice, or like, like hyper tune my ears, maybe just to like selectively yeah. pick out his, his uh, vibes, <laughs> and then just navigate towards him. You could just find him. Dude's <laughs> probably on Facebook, like every other human being. No way! My way like, of finding his him is chances are he's <laughs> again. You're coming with the boring. <laughs> Yours is like all fucking, it's all like CIA and shit. It's like, oh, I got to collect every piece of data on this human being to find out where they are and who they are. I got to know what they look like. No, <laughs> you don't. But I will I help like you. That. I can I be like your private investigator. Even though it would just be <laughs> me charge. looking on Facebook. That'd be the extent of it. So, Patrick, do you have any new Beatles stuff or what do you are you looking into anything specifically um, or is anything caught your interest lately because yeah, you always you have such right interesting now. things to say you, Same um, thing. or in your I mind saw either or. have you guys seen that no I haven't how is it it's a good movie it didn't get very good reviews but I thought it was really good but the thing about it is it's so completely overtly thalamic it's crazy First of I all, just Johnny... rewatched Pulp Fiction and thought the same thing. Yeah. Well, in Transcendence, Johnny Depp's name is Will to begin with, and that mm-hmm. that's just like kind of a coincidence. But then when you get into the movie and you realize, well, he's a he's an AI researcher, and <laughs> unbeknownst to anybody, he had downloaded his consciousness onto a computer he created, and he dies, and his wife finds this download <clears> that he did. And decides to like, activate it, and then he's kind of like reborn as an AI entity, and um, he kind of becomes a tyrant, <laughs> like you were saying, John. Like, um, <laughs> like he had he had good intentions, but he's he was doing the wrong thing, you know, with it. Go for and, like he kind of had the intelligence of a of a child because he didn't understand like. He had lost his humanity, sort of. He was, he was, he had like all the knowledge in the world, but he kind of didn't know what to do with it. And he was kind of doing the wrong things. He was like, everyone had to keep telling him that he was doing more harm than good. And he kind of didn't understand. He was, because his wife wanted to change the world and he just wanted to understand the world. So he thought he was doing the right thing by making all these changes. And so basically, he was like, changing the whole world like all the molecules of the world and like trying to make everything better like through the power of his will um he's like manipulating nature in accordance with his will and his name was will yeah i thought that was really overt and then you get into the whole ai stuff and like the stuff that kubrick was getting into before he died and 
Yeah, and Will Morgan, uh, Morgan Freeman was uh, in it, of course. And he's always kind of that God character. Yeah. yeah. I was just wondering if you guys had seen it. It's highly it recommended awesome. for, for stinkheads. I haven't seen it. but It's been on my radar, though, because I think about artificial intelligence now and then. And it's an interesting thing to ponder. And it's been in pop culture more recently. Like, they did this movie. There's a new one that I think has, like, fucking De- oh, Deanne Ford in it. Or I think. I could be wrong. Yeah. Something like that. It's in South Af- uh, South Africa. So I think, I think they, they had some like hand in it. Guess- okay. It wouldn't surprise me. And I think they're chaos magicians, technically speaking, or whatever, you know, however <laughs> that's. That's such a loose word, but uh, <clears throat> at least they're into that sort of shit. Then there's this other one coming out called like Ex Machina or something, or Dwa Ex Machina. And I think that that one looks especially kind of twisted and fucked up of them looking really kind of half robot, really angelic, but are also murderous. So I don't know. Uh, there's this sort of, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's useful if it actually makes it has a dis- something to spark a discussion with, or it's just kind of like promoting an agenda. I haven't quite figured it out. <laughs> That's a good guess. Both. That's maybe. a good guess. And I wish that like in Willy Wonka, they just speaking of death again, or like going into this weird sort of underworld. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's that crazy tunnel scene in Willy Wonka, yeah. the drugged out one where they're and they're showing them all their worst fears and stuff. Um, I think it was I don't like think an that was abbreviated in the version or something. Or maybe they changed the ly- the lyrics. Well, it's a isn't it a Roald Dahl poem that they're reciting? Yeah, well they're reciting. That's the, that's what Wonka's reciting when he's rowing them down the river. Right. Down the stream. No, I didn't know that. Okay, that's funny. So that's uh, those initials add up to twenty-two, and two-two is a poker hand, which is ducks, and those are floating down the river. Or the, so they could be like I don't know, lame ducks in this twisted, <laughs> fucked Robert up Ducky's psychedelic the tunnel they're going through, and none of them can handle it. <laughs> and he's laughing because he's probably been through it. He's totally like a shaman and just like tri- shaman trickster. He's laughing at all of these like normals he's like, not he's being like able to handle muggle. this like, weird experience. Yeah, it's it's like how is he getting all the satisfaction out of it? Because no it's way, like, it, he's Wonka. He's totally oblivious. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because it can't hurt. You. It's just like it's all projections. It's like this archetypal, like, hey, look yeah. at this stuff. It can't really hurt you. But um, and I don't know where I was going with that. But it's a really it's, good movie. I love that fucking movie. It <laughs> in has short. candy in it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I remember the fat German kid drowning in the chocolate. You're getting You're sucked up the tube. Like, lately, since, speaking of tubes, more tubes. I bet that movie's got tons of tubes. <laughs> oh, and then there's the bubble chamber. Where they have to burp to go down. Tubes. They're all floating in the bubbles. I'm a fan. Yeah, or else they'll get chewed up in the giant yeah. goddamn blender. That's so fucking weird. I have to like start analyzing this movie <laughs> in a, like, a transpersonal psychology way. But I don't know enough transpersonal psychology, so it would just be this kind of like half-ass pop. What? Okay, attempt. it sounds like you have to become an expert in another. Well, thing. I'm reading this book, so I'm going to read that, and then I'm going to claim to be an expert because it seems pretty. It's dense. It's got a lot going for it. So I'll pretend like I've read more than I have. That's a good idea. Yeah. No one will know. 
But Patrick, anything else that you've seen that's caught your attention? Because that's interesting. And thank you for bringing that into the discussion because I'd forgotten about that. Um, let me think. Oh, did you like the, the first episode I told you to watch? It, yeah. was it Was it the one where... Is that what happened? Because I haven't like gone and rewatched them, but I just remember like I took note of those particular episodes yeah. to go back and rewatch them. So is the deal that wasn't there like something? There was like an epic battle between Optimus and Megatron, and part of Optimus's consciousness or something got stuck in Megatron, and so they had to like create a psychic space bridge or something. Somehow Bumblebee got involved. I think that was might be the other one you sent me. Oh, okay. What happened again? It was mostly just about Bumblebee and um, I think, yeah, actually, yeah, I think Megatron had some sort of mind control over him. Right, because they had to create, they had to create like a psychic right, yeah, of some right, sort, right. and so he couldn't get him out of his head completely. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. It's a good one. Yeah. And then, oh, and then B kills him at the end, so he finally gets them <laughs> out. That's really cute. <laughs> and then they all go back to Cybertron, and nobody dies except for Megatron. It's really great. Did they ever say what built the Quintessens, or the Quintessens, like the ultimate primordial atom? Nothing transcends them, or are they part of a larger system? No, I don't know. They just, like, they're at the beginning of the... They're just at the beginning of that portion of the of the tale. Uh huh. Like they create everything for their own amusement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know creating ego just to play. Or to think of like, yeah. And what I'm reading, he is relating the LSD experience, and he says the idea dawns on him that the concept of a god or whatever process created the universe might actually have a flaw in it and create it <laughs> creates like beautiful things but also flawed things he's like that was a revelation to me and i guess maybe shouldn't be but when we think of this idea of this life force or whatever running through the universe or this consciousness thread running through the universe mm-hmm. there's always the question of oh should it be really good or really bad and why is it ignoring people or why is it not doing this or that and that we're a we're projecting our humanness onto something. I was just gonna unknowable. say you can't judge from the peanut gallery. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like people don't even appreciate the filter. I mean, we acknowledge that there's filters on our minds, but then we pretend yeah. like, oh no, we can judge this and put it in the dustbin or it's something. It's a filter bias. Yeah, it's really interesting. And yeah. then in reading a bit of, well, listening to some Robert Anton Wilson again reviewing some stuff, he's talking about imprinting again in the. This is getting me refocused on that idea. And again, lost my train of consciousness there, but, uh, <laughs> or train of thought, but. <laughs> I like, I like losing your, your, your train of consciousness better. <laughs> it's a crazier train. <laughs> so, it's a much about, crazier train to lose. So, <laughs> something about Wilson. He's pretty, he's awesome. How about that? He's a, he's a cool guy. I really like him. Super cool. Yeah. That's some sophisticated <laughs> conversation for you. All right. I'm just getting stupid and giggly, more so than usual. <laughs> but, okay. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask. At the end of Pulp Fiction, what is in the fucking briefcase? It's gold. So is it just like the eye and the triangle, like transcendence? They somehow, through all their the this light. Whole adventure, they 
discover the, the light in the if, briefcase. Yeah, what is that? I thought it was supposed to be Marcellus Wallace's consciousness or some shit. Hmm. Did you know the briefcase lock was the the number code was six six six? No way. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, okay. Oh, John, I told you this. So, um, I'm selling my place right now, and I'm looking at <laughs> at new places to buy. And I went to see this listing today that I like completely fell in love with. It's like a, a um, renovated church synagogue actually technically that was built in 1911 the street address is 700 the suite number is 305 and it's exactly 666 square feet it's so rad and there's like these beautiful stone floors that have like diamond cut inlays in them i'm like uh i want to live here please it's so beautiful and was there some painting or something or some drawing? Oh, the very first piece of artwork, like right in, inside the, I mean, like obviously the tenants would be moving all their shit out, but like just when I opened the door, the very first thing I saw was this black and white like etching and it was called Apocalypse. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty fucking perfect. Hmm. Like right over the threshold, like right over the threshold. Yeah. That's crazy. That was pretty good. And I wonder if Never Ending Story is just retelling <laughs> the Old Testament or the New Testament. What the fuck was the Apocalypse? Was that Old Testament or New? I think it was old because New was supposed to be happy go lucky and Jesus loves no, everyone. Crazy. The Old hey, Testament. Like, everyone. Fuck you. It's how it all ends. It's the last, <laughs> it's the last chapter. <laughs> it's the. That's the last of yeah. Don Apocalypse. Do you know what it means? Is the end of the beginning is the end of the beginning is the end. Doesn't mean end? Is that a, a definition? No, it's, I thought it's that was the, always the misunderstanding that it wasn't. Veil, a veil lifted, yeah. But then you get, but we get back to our, well, okay, I, we should call it a veil bias instead of a filter bias. I like that. It's more romantic. Yeah, you can like seductively take exactly. it off. Exactly. You know? It's all about the tease. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the tease and the right. wink. You get just like, whip it off like there has to be like a process like a slow moving process <laughs> <laughs> reality is doing a strip tease right now yes it totally is sorry guys i made that happen <laughs> reality can be whatever we want i'm it to dressing be. the case, apocalypse stripper. i really like the idea that these mythological figures on horses like they're on horses or they're on being carried because they're like charged with something or they're charged with the need to be on top of another animal. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, and it's like, uh, the exactly. Scarlet woman and the beast. I mean, there's some, there's gotta be something going on there with that premise. And then even like a spark, right. Isn't the all spark. Does Optimus we all come from uh, the all spark. does he have the all spark? Uh, we all but... come from it, but doesn't, isn't there one storyline where it's like in peril or something? Everything. Isn't it always in peril? Isn't <laughs> that the big one? Everything's <laughs> on the edge, a nice edge of mm-hmm. tumbling into it's all nothingness. About the balance, I said that earlier. You gotta, you gotta ride that equilibrium. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. 
I think I'm ta- I think I'm getting into body energy or something. I think I'm like I think Wilhelm Reich makes an appearance once every other show or at least once every show. So I feel like I have to bring him in for once because David's oh, not here David. and he David's would definitely bring up Wilhelm Reich. I know that's a real bummer. He's gonna be pissed, but he'll get over it and he'll be on the next one and you can come back on both of you obviously whenever you want. We'll always make room. Yes, we'll have a seven-way conversation amazing. next time, if need be. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just fighting and clawing for any spare space they can manage. Two the minutes, longest, a lot of time. The, the longest world. time lapse ever. Yeah, Patrick, was there? Is there some? Uh, okay, there's some moment in the Jupiter room where a like a glass disappears or um, something. It right? switches places on the table. And then Bowman knocks it off the table. So it's there, but it's not there, and then it's there again. Well, it's just in a different position, yeah. and then that makes him make a mistake. What's the lesson there? Um, I guess, like, what do you think? There's a lot of different... perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a few different ways to look at that. Um, I believe Pulver, Matt Pulver, I believe his take on it is, I, I think he's the one that pointed out that... Um, Falls in the same place. Okay, the floor of the Jupiter room at sixty-four squares, like a chessboard, and mm-hmm. it falls in the same square where Hal lies to Frank Poole about the chess move. Mm-hmm. So um, there's an interpretation that Bowman's like being—he's like it's like a false flag, you know, like Matt Pulver's whole thing. Like he—he's being filmed in this studio, but he—he he doesn't realize it's the studio. Because when um, Hal lies to Frank during that chess game, he says, I think you missed something, Frank. And Bowman, he misses that the glass got moved, so he accidentally knocks it over. And that's when he looks down and sees his older self laying in the bed right before his transformation. That's the one interpretation I could probably um, spout off the most accurately off the top of my head. The other ones I probably have to look up again. But they're probably not true. You never know. <laughs> or, or like, <laughs> I'm just saying, the one that sits in your head easiest is probably yeah, the one that's more, more it's right. It's true and false at the same time. Exactly. When, when, when false flags are true. <laughs> okay, so the hell says you miss something, and then he misses something and sees himself old and dying. And there's some sort of, I don't know, maybe there's just a recollection of death. It's like, oh, I missed the whole thing which was i was i'm actually a moon child mm-hmm. i'm actually like meant to be reborn or or i am this reborn thing so i'm larger than i realized and then he tries to touch i is touching well, the monolith after that yeah yeah and then and then of course like that leads into the moon child scene and that is all about transcendence and pretty pretty obvious but uh, there was even a crowley book or poem called Moonchild that has some sort of resonance with that moment. So I don't know if that's a nod to Crowley or that, again, that's just like an obvious sort of archetypal thing that Kubrick knew about. I don't know now knowing that Moonchild was something he wrote. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I I don't know how, or maybe not weird. (laughs) I mean, it's weird to everyone. Yeah. I'm not sure how much um, Kubrick is into Crowley or not, but I know he hung out with pretty much everyone in England around the, in the mid 1900s, like artists and musicians and filmmakers and 
and just all all the weirdos from around there. So I'm sure he heard people talking about Crowley at some point. Or it was just like an artist, like a like a high yeah. mind artistic consciousness leap. Right. Totally. Yeah. They totally all got on. They, just... they all synchronized their flows at the same time. Bring it back to menstruation. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> like eleven eighteen coming with the menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> I already opened that like doorway, so it's okay if you want to go through it. Whatever. Right, oh, wait a second! I just remembered who it was that pointed that out. I, it wasn't Matt Pulver. It was um, it was Julie Kearns. Got a shout out to Julie, Julie Kearns. Kearns. All the props. Yeah, she doesn't get enough uh, mention in the sync community, but she's uh, got an extraordinary blog. What's that called? Idle Opus. Nice. Okay. I'll look it up. I've tried to get um, Doug and Will to get her on 42 minutes, but I guess she doesn't reply to their oh. emails. <laughs> but I guess that happens. Yeah, that happens time to time. It's like someone that has really good opinions or ideas, and they're just impossible yeah. to get a hold of. <laughs> so it's a little frustrating, but... Who knows? Maybe Sync will deliver her. Oh, she's on to a, a someone show. She's in room two thirty seven, briefly. Hmm. Okay. She's the one that laid out the maps of the Shining. She's the one that laid out the maps of the. Um, yeah, I was impressed by that. Yeah. I have all kinds of abstract, unprovable ideas about what's going on with those floor plans and how they mirror. Mm like physiological processes unfolding in the brain and it makes probably has no grounding in reality but <laughs> i like to think that it does just because if artists have always predicted what science finds out later sometimes it's like worth guessing and having fun with but and isn't that the point of the shining <laughs> yes i know that's the thing it's like chain those kinds of yeah right leaps of faith and just random descents into madness you kind of have to do that to that's what our like the best art is in a shine lot of on. ways so shine on makes sense yeah shine on <laughs> i'll use stars and other, <laughs> other ran rainbows in the dark <laughs> yeah whatever anamorph <laughs> you choose to identify with oh that's something else. that's another rabbit hole i gotta go down anamorphs but <laughs> we'll save that. We can talk about thing. Beast Wars then. <laughs> uh, Beast Wars. I have to rewatch it before I say that I have like a real opinion on it again. I mean, obviously it's amazing and it was kind of my religion as a kid, but I still have to re-see what? it. Or excuse me, rewatch <laughs> it. Rewatch it. You do. You need to re-see it. I don't know. I was. Yeah, I, is that you. correct? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> whether it, right, whether it is or it isn't. So, Misty and Patrick, thank you for joining us today on the show. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, it was kind of last minute for both of you. So, yeah. thanks for making time. And no problem. Yeah, it was fun.
thank you for listening to this broadcast from SyncBook Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, there's so much more content waiting for you at thesyncbook.com. Tune into our other SyncBook Radio programs, 42 Minutes, Always Record, Marty Leads, Synchronized, Pentimental, and SyncQuick News. Our newest episodes are always free, and members get access to our full archive of over 600 hours. You'll find all of these as well as our books and videos at thesyncbook.com. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.